Welcome to Zellhands Podcast, where we believe in the power of using the internet, software, and technology to achieve online business success. Go to zellhand.com and set up a consultation with our team. Tell us the problems holding your business back from increasing revenues, getting more clients, and being successful. Tell us your problems, and we will take care of everything else for you. Go to zellhand.com to get your consultation with our team. Today, you are listening to episode one of The Billionaire's Journey, where we will be looking at the topic, why we started. Very quickly, before we get started, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm your host today, Jabez Roberts, and I'm also the founder and CEO of Zellhand Systems Limited, and also the co-founder sorry, and CEO of Inzendence. I am joined today by your co-host, Daniel Simmons. Daniel, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Good day, listeners. Well, as I stated a while ago, my name is Daniel Simmons. I am also the co-founder and COO of Ins and Dents. Thanks for having me on. And I hope that this episode, you will love it and the others to come. Awesome. Glad to have you, Daniel. And this is something that we'll be doing weekly. Episodes to be released every Wednesday going forward. So here's the million-dollar question. Well, in this case, it's the billion-dollar question. What exactly, in your words, Daniel, is the billionaire's journey? How did it come into being? But before we even look at that, why are we even doing this? What are your thoughts on that? Why exactly are we doing this? Well, firstly, I'd like to highlight that I've always had the tendency that I wanted to own my own stuff. I wanted to be the best version of myself. And I think a way to do that and a way to do that for your family is through owning a business. Now, like, it's not the easiest thing to do because it has its ups and downs and it's not the norm and you're normally discouraged and it's always questioned. But if you are a person who is thinking long-term, let's say next 20 to 30 years, then if you play your cards right, then you will definitely reap the rewards. And so my why is I'm doing this for my family and I'm doing this for my generations to come. So your objective is not necessarily get a quick win, retire in the Caribbean. Oh, wait, we're in the Caribbean already. Retire in Asia <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> because, you know, it's funny. Before I even continue, you know, it's actually really funny. We're here in the Caribbean, white sand beaches, pretty ladies. They have weed if you want it, alcohol if you want it. Some of the best rum comes from Jamaica. Best weather, everything. And we're still complaining about how difficult life is when so many people would like to wake up to our reality every day. But I digress. So you're not doing this just for the quick win. You're doing this because you want to build something that's going to last a few generations. Oh, yes, that's absolutely correct. So here's a good question. If you're doing something like this that can last a few generations, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with a statistic that says that generational wealth, like vast generational wealth, normally disappears within three generations. And... We've heard Patrick say this before. Patrick Bet David from Valetainment. He always says that tough times create tough people. Tough people create easy times. 
easy times create soft people and soft people create tough times and the cycle goes around again but here's here's where i'm getting at with this three generations is what it takes on average to wipe out generational wealth unless you're like the rothschilds then you know this doesn't apply to you do you have anything in mind any bright ideas that you say you know what maybe by doing this all the work that i've done won't be for a foregone conclusion or evaporated won't be destroyed within three generations how do you ensure that it stays in the family it doesn't end after three generations well i'd firstly educate my children and my spouse on financial financial literacy so mm-hmm. I want them to understand how money works, how do you grow money, how do you invest money, and then from there, I mean, I won't be always around, obviously, so the sure. call is up to them. Based on what I've taught and based on what other experts have shown and you've seen and developed for yourself, you know, you grow the family's portfolio to a point where we don't have to end up like, um, for example, the family called the Vanderbilts, because Cornelius mm-hmm. Vanderbilt built a massive railway and shipping empire, but his great grandson married into the wrong family, and that ended up um, tragic for everyone because upon family reunion, like a couple of years down the line none mm-hmm. of the family members were millionaires and i'm talking somebody who was a centi billionaire in his wow. prime so like also i think who we marry into and who mm-hmm. we associate ourselves with is crucial to keeping the money in the family oh i got you but here's here's where you got my attention you said that his great grandson married into the wrong family, correct? Yes, that's correct. So, a lot of people don't know this, but you and I are basically brothers at this stage, very good friends, always talking, always laughing, everything. I am 28 years old, all right? You're 21 years old. Um, happy belated birthday again, brother. <laughs> it was right, a few days ago. That. So that. we're thanks. So we're pretty much at the age where young men normally start looking for a life partner. But the thing is that we're not yet where we want to be financially. Hence we have the name the billionaire's journey. We're not billionaires as yet. And what we're really doing here is we're documenting our journey from being just the common man to be the man. So Considering that we're not yet where we want to be, but we're very much similar and we're very different. Similar in that you and I have a lot in common, different in that for the average 21 to 28-year-old, we're not doing what most people do. What do you see other people within that age group, 20 to 30, normally do that's wrong, that separates them from you and me who are searching for something so much greater than what the average man has ever achieved. Where do you see that line of differences drawn? Well, for one, based on keen observation, I think dudes and girls my age, they tend to party a lot. They tend to 
indulge in a lot of promiscuity. Mm. They also tend to not know how to spend money properly, so they're financially illiterate. Mm-hmm. Another thing is mindset is crucial because where we want to go, you have to have the correct mindset. Another thing to point out as well is who you are friends with. Jordan Peterson said, make friends with people who want the best for you. That's so rule I think these, yes, I think that's rule three for 12 rules for life. So I think mm-hmm. these are some of the most crucial points that will shape our character mm-hmm. in terms of the age. I, I tend to agree with you because like you said, a lot of things that I wouldn't say necessarily the things that separate us. It's more like our objective is different. You know, because you started off by saying that you want your wealth to last generations. Most people just want a million dollars so they can retire. They never think about their children. And that is why today's episode is we start with why. Why is it that we're doing this? And really in a nutshell, it's because you and I could easily hold up hold down the fort, continue studying, continue learning, continue reading the books, continue doing business and striking the business deals. And eventually we'll become a millionaire, become a billionaire. And we're sent to billionaires. We're up there with the Elon Musks and the Bezos and the Zooks and the Patrick Davids and them all. But what would it have profited us if we do it all for ourselves? We make the journey so much easier for our generation but we don't at least try to inspire other people who are in similar situations. What are your thoughts on that? That's so true. I mean, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. I would think it is unfair to not help mold the minds of the younger ones because often we are the ones who they look up to. So if I say I'm going to be dedicated to my craft, do absolutely everything possible to reach the level I attain to want to reach and I've made it and I can show you how, mm-hmm. but I refuse to, I think that's selfish. And a lot of times we might even create enemies unawares. So I I think that as somebody who is going to be at a certain threshold in terms of numbers, in terms of net worth, you can have a non-profit organization where you train the younger ones and you help shape their minds. As I think the, the most important thing is shaping the mind first because if you don't understand the ways of which to get to this particular point, then all your effort would be futile because you're saying, well, I want to do this, but I'm doing this and I'm not seeing results. So I just give up because, you know, I want instant gratification. And this is why we have come up with a mentoring program called MentorMe. So in a few years when we're there, Jabez and I will launch that. And so that will be a mutual benefactor to millions, if not billions of kids. So you're talking like a dreamer at this stage. You're not only looking for yourself, you're looking for others as well in terms of chasing the ideal. And it seems like you have the bigger picture in mind where 
you're looking at what others are doing, you're learning from that, you're gaining inspiration, and you think that it is possible that by vocalizing your journey, your struggles, your wins, your losses, on a platform like the Billionaire's Journey, you can also motivate and inspire others to make a change in their life as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So, and I'd like to share... Definitely. Go ahead. Uh, thanks. So I'd like to share with our viewers some books that has influenced my journey so far. So I think reading maketh a man. And I will... <laughs> share about two to three books mm -hmm. so the first one i read was so good they can't ignore you by carl newport that was excellent recommended to me by a very good friend of mine he's here right now we're doing this podcast <laughs> together thanks bro um no problem another one was seven habits of highly effective people by stephen covey oh yeah and I practiced some of these things to get even where I am today. I mean, I am far from where I want to be, but, you know, it's just the process of it all. So some of these seven habits include, one, be proactive. Two, begin with an end in mind. Three, put first things first. Four, think win-win. Five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Six, synergize. And seven, sharpen the saw another wow. important book i read as well was from patrick mcdavid your next five moves master wow. the art of business strategy i think if you read that as a startup entrepreneur you can't lose i mean <laughs> patrick has been there he knows what it's like to struggle he's been through what the normal man hasn't so i think listening to these people and their journeys and their experiences you'll be a benefactor. That's all, that all sounds so interesting. But let's say I'm a lazy person. I'm listening. I don't believe in reading books. It's not my thing. Which book of the three would you recommend to anyone who is looking to get an alternate perspective on life and potentially change their future? Only one book you can recommend. All right, this is a tough one, but I would say so good they can't ignore you. And why is that? What's the premise of this book? What did you learn from this book? And how did it affect your outlook on life? Well, I think that you want to be the type of guy or girl that's like you are absolutely necessary. You're absolutely necessary. You're like, you're so good. They can't ignore you as the book states. Indispensable. Yes, exactly. Indispensable. So when you're somebody like that, no, you can go anywhere and you can change lives. You can change hearts. You can change minds. So mm -hmm. that's what I learned as well from the book. All right. So here's a good question. Take us through the journey of who you were before you read this book. And after reading this book, what are some of the changes you started to notice? So just give us a contrast, the before and after reading So Good They Can't Ignore You. A book I've recommended ad nauseum as well. Okay, no problem. So before I discovered what entrepreneurship was and what it was like, I was just a normal kid 
in high school, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life after. I was a bit lost. In fact, I thought about three to four career changes during my entire time at high school. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So, like, yeah, it was it was so insane. And then, you know, I discovered what was business in about 2020. I mean, business is always there, but me getting involved, that was the difference. So the uh. first venture I had, it came from a stock exchange meeting where I listened mm-hmm. and the presenters were giving some valuable points, but the idea or the concept wasn't acted upon. And I decided, you know, maybe I can change the narrative. Maybe if I go out on a whim and I try this and I gather the adequate people and trustworthy people, then I could get something done. And so my curiosity hit me and I started to just go all in. And Mm -hmm. it reached a point where the only thing that was stopping me was funding. And I well, I decided that maybe this is not the best time, seeing that I have to be balancing so many other things. And so I decided to call it off. So that's the before and the after combined. Well, after reading the book now, it opened up a different perspective of of my mind and what I'm able to achieve and how I'm going to be able to achieve it. So that's it, really. You're someone who you're constantly learning. You're constantly improving at your craft. You're always seeking out new opportunities. In a nutshell, just tell us a little bit about your craft, your career, your hobby, the focus of your study. Just a little bit. Just help us to understand just who is Daniel Simmons at this moment. Well, at heart, I am an engineering undergraduate. I am studying mechatronics engineering. It's extremely difficult, but I persevere. Regardless, um, my hobbies include reading, <laughs> as the quite obviously stated before and i love to spend time with family and um, so forth and if you could if you could spend the next few months because we're not going to be dreamers here we're not going to well kind of but we're not going to be like oh i wish i could just learn this because you and i know good and good and well that if there's something that we need to know, we need to learn, we're going to pretty much learn it. So for the next few months, the next nine or so months of the year, what will be your focus in improving yourself and your craft? What would you be focusing on? Well, as a business owner, I think it's non-negotiable to know marketing and sales, especially when you don't have any seed money. So my aim now is to at least get to a level of mastery with marketing, digital marketing. I think sales also, I mean, you need to know how to sell because if you don't know how to sell, then that's a dead business, right? Also, I think um, public speaking is something I'd be willing to work on because I know how to market, I know how to sell, but do I know how to actively convince people to buy into the brand to buy into what we're trying to build 
So I think these three aspects are what I'll go in on for the rest of the year. And what have you learned so far this year? Today is it's early in March, barely been seventh. It's not even been seventh today as the year has begun. But what have you learned so far? And what what have you what of what you have learned has impacted your mindset and your life the most? Well, I think my relentless ability to just get things done is what has made me who I am today. I've learned quite a lot in my short time in business, but the thing is, I wouldn't have known as much as I know now if it wasn't for a roadmap or a mentor. So I think also as business owners or startup owners, you have to have a roadmap. You have to know exactly what you want to do. You have to be purpose-driven about your goals. You have to stay. You have to just be like, you have to be crazy about what you want to achieve. Some people will say you're crazy based on the numbers you're trying to go after or the people you're trying to be in your circle. But true. I mean, you, you should you should aim high. Like the aim of this thing is not to be the norm it's not to fit in it's supposed to be the person oh it's that guy or it's that girl I-, I want to be around that person i want to learn from them i want to adapt a bit of their mindset so i think those things are what made me who i am interesting this is all interesting because we're starting to see a side of you that <laughs> not many people know about but here's where I'm going to have to challenge you a bit. What you've started, it's not like you're going to do. You've already started on your journey to unprecedented success. And like you and I always say, when we do it, a lot of people are going to say they got lucky. I can't believe they did it. But you and I will know that it was always an inevitability that it got done. Let's say that it is done. We are successful we've hit the billionaire numbers that we set out to achieve. We've impacted the lives as we wanted them to be impacted. We've left a legacy. So if we die now, we're like, we said to ourselves, all right, moment is coming up, almost dead, but you know what, it's been a good life. What does it look like in that moment for you? Looking forward, what do you want it to be like? Certainly it can't be just about money and impacting people there has to be other things driving you through all the ups and downs the blood sweat and tears as they put it so what is the grand picture you're trying to paint here do a bit of um da vinci for us and paint us that picture of what a successful life looks like for you (laughs) um that's a good question and i have to psychoanalyze i think it's just achieving what myself and what I spoken to God about in, in like the whole time period of my life. I mean, to know that I was there for my family, I did the best that I possibly could with the time I had. True. That That's like, 
because we all have time. Time is everyone's, I would say, equal chance. But what do we do with our time is so important. So I think just utilizing my time and my skills to the best of my ability, knowing that my family is good, I am good, and I've I've done so much for myself and the community. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be quite fine with that. But you know though, um, you don't need to be a billionaire to achieve all those things. That's true. So here's a good question now. I heard you mention um, God when you explained a bit just now of what success looks like. Can you tell us a bit more about your relationship with God or spirituality or religion or whatever it is that you practice? Tell us a little bit more about that and what role it plays in your day-to-day life. Well, firstly, I'd like to state that I am a Christian, a Adventist to be exact. I have been an Adventist for Adventist. You can't yes, just say Adventist after the seventh day because there are many Adventists, right? That, that's true, that's true. So I'm a seven-day Adventist. I've been a seventh-day Adventist for the past 10 years. Yeah, 10 years, I think. And so how does God influence my decisions and my life? I think that we achieve nothing of ourselves it was already predestined, but I think God is like the big brother or the father who is like, I am here for you, but, you know, you have to do your end of the bargain as well. You can't sit down and expect handouts. That's not how life is. That's not somebody who is in delusional thinks. So I think that you know, God influencing my life and my decisions and what I want to achieve, it's it's crucial. It's something that was predestined and I was just the one who decided to act upon it and not dream, but just do. Faith and works. So you believe that it's going to happen and you're going out to make it happen, correct? Pretty much. And I heard you say in your soliloquy or your monologue actually you said that you want to ensure that your family is okay you know that's something that you're also working towards and you also mentioned the very first the very first thing is you want generational wealth and even have an idea of how you're going to train your kids so that they don't end up like mr vanderbilt what's his first name it was a c it was cornelius vanderbilt why wouldn't i remember the name cornelius do i have something wrong with my brain anyway here's here's where i'm going with this so we've we're looking at business we're looking at religion we're looking at how this impacts you what have you learned about yourself recently and in light of what you've learned what do you think about dating and relationships as well how learning things about yourself have impacted your view on dating and relationships and potentially, for better or for worse, impacted your relationships in your day-to-day life? Well, I've come to realize that I am not who I used to be in terms of what I wanted to do with my life. Ah. Back then, 
I was so clueless. Like I, back then I was dreaming a lot. I just wanted to have money. I just wanted to have money, but I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I want to do. I, <laughs> I was all over the place back then, and I was. I was hold, on, too, hold on. Back then, give us a time frame. Was that a month ago? A year ago? Ten years ago? All right. I would say about five years ago. Five years ago. About okay. five years ago. Okay. Five years ago. I was my mind was still immature. The things that I said were still immature. And I wasn't thinking long term. But as of recently, I would say since 2021. So that's three years later. I discovered what I wanted to do. I honed in on that and that's where i am today in terms of dating i think the life that i'm going to live is going to be very hectic it's going to be very busy and i'd appreciate my partner knowing that i won't be always home by five <laughs> sometimes i'll be home <laughs> at 10 11 12 and like i don't want her to understand that you know so those things are what helped me to discover myself and for others to discover that as well. I've even noticed that some of my friends, they respect what I'm doing. They understand that, hey, it's not Daniel who was always available five years ago who could get on calls and talk and go out and do all of this. It's a different me. And they're just leaving me to do what I set out to do. And I appreciate people like that. I appreciate having people around like that. Can you give us an example of one of those instances where friends or family, for instance, have pointed out to you that they noticed you're not the same. They noticed the change. Were they happy? Were they sad? Were they angry, jealous maybe? What was that like for you? Just one instance. All right, first, I'd say mom. My mom is someone who's shout very out to moms. Keen and, uh, true shout out mom i think she noticed first because uh any change in my attitude my mindset she picks it up like at the uh, snap of a mom. finger and and she told me that she's very proud of me and just i should continue and i shouldn't relent and i shouldn't give up and that um she's there for me so i appreciate that i wouldn't I wouldn't think of anyone who's jealous because, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know at least. But I, based on observation, I don't think people are jealous of me and what I'm setting out to do with my life. I always say this thing, though. I mean, actions speak louder than words. I mean, you can say this, you can say that, but will you actually do what you say? Can I trust you to fulfill your word? And word is bond, especially with business. You don't you don't ever tell someone that you're going to do X and you do Y because you will never know what that does to someone. And another point as well. I believe as men, our word is all that we have to rely on. Your reputation, it comes from your word, actually. If you say you're going to do something, you got to do it, right? And I'm really big on uh, accountability. And that comes back to your words. So if you say you're going to get it done, get it done. And when it does not get, when it's not done, don't say that it was this person's fault or that person's fault. But you know, that's, um, 
that's a lesson for another day. We're going to do a bit <laughs> of past self, future self. All right. Oh, by the way, guys, you're hearing the train in the background and potentially my neighbor's trailer. And a work site right beside me. Like, there's a lot going on today. But in a few months, our studio is going to be complete. Awesome audio quality. We're going to have video. We're going to be on YouTube. We're going to be on Rumble. Daniel mentioned that yesterday that perhaps we should be on Rumble. So we're going to have much better quality. It's just that right now we prefer to get started, get good at what we're doing, and then the people will come. Versus trying to be perfect at your craft. You know, that's what I think a lot of people fail at in life, not only in business, but in life in general and in relationship. They wait for the perfect moment. And I know I'm rambling on a lot right now, but they wait for the perfect moment. But the moment has never been perfect for anyone. You know? That's all true. I mean, (laughs) I think our minds sometimes restrict us. We restrict our minds to not being able to launch out. If Jabez and I waited for the perfect moment, I don't think we'd be here right now having this podcast, having this discussion. I mean, what if what if we just decided that, you know, we'll wait until we have some sort of name out there before we start doing content itself then? I mean, what would be the point? But people would like, all right, who are these guys? We just see these guys. Who are these guys? We don't know. We don't know about them. Can we trust them? Can we look on their journey to see that, hey, you know, I probably want to be a part of this brand, be a part of this community. So I think that is so, so crucial. That is true. Uh, My brother and I were having the same conversation. Says that he said to his girlfriend that that business plan that you have, put it in words, get it put together. You don't have the money now, but get ready. And like I always say, and he was alluding to as well, being lucky is nothing more than opportunity meeting preparation. That's all it is. Opportunity meeting preparation, and they say you got lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So true. People would understand what it took. Some people just saw the glory and they don't know the story. Now imagine it takes you 10 years, 10 years of blood, sweat, tears, all that you possibly could, sleepless nights, you know, health sometimes. And people say you're lucky. Like, do you truly fathom what you're saying to me right now? Do you know how insultive that is? Would I have (laughs) to explain to you what it took to reach where I am? But you you possibly wouldn't understand that you'd say, I'm just rambling and I'm just talking and you're probably doing other things to reach where you are. Like This is unfortunate, but it's how people are. And, you know, that's why we have to be careful of who we tell our plans to, because you never know who is the person who is going to be plotting against you. You know, something interesting came to mind. I was reading, uh, I believe it was 12 Rules for Life rule six it might have been where dr peterson dr jordan peterson he says that you should think about the best that you could be and aim single-mindedly at that and the point was made not only there but in other books on psychology 
that a lot of times what you'll find happen is that a person will not do their best at something because they're afraid of failure. And because they're afraid of failure, they're giving themselves an out by saying that I could have gotten an A. I only got a C if only I studied harder, but I didn't care. So a lot of times when someone says you got lucky, I don't think it's only jealousy. I think it's also coming from a point of insecurity, insecurity in that they were afraid of failure. But for you though, how much has failure set you on a path for success? Know that you can look back and see how the failure has really impacted your overall trajectory in life. <laughs> uh, thank you for the question. I think failure is a necessary building block. If you just ascend and there is no setback, then what's the point? There's no challenge. That's too easy. True. And I think nothing that you willingly work relentlessly for comes easy. If you want to do easy things, you do easy work. So, you know, we have to be careful of what we attain sometimes and how we attain it. Sounds good. Sounds good. You have to be careful. And the thing that I want to point at right now, I really want to just hold in on that. A lot of times, and this happens so many times in my personal life, so much to the point that I've gone to the place where something doesn't work, I'm just perfectly fine with it. A lot of times, you and I can only see what's around us and the options available to us in our limited circle. But I personally believe that, so I'm also a Christian, I'm a Seventh-day Adventist, and I believe that as long as I obey God in all things and I do the best that I can do, then what must happen will happen. And I do not believe that I'm going to be a failure. So that simply means that if at this point I was trying to do something, I was trying to score what for me might have been a big client, I was trying to start this business, or whatever the case may be, if I'm trying something and it doesn't work, I think it's for a bigger purpose, for a bigger cause. What's your thought on that? And that's so true. I mean... <laughs> I think many people go into life and business with zero patience. This is a long game, you know, folks. I mean, you don't expect instant wins. It takes sometimes what takes somebody two years will take you five. What takes them five will take you ten. So, you know, I think patience is so important. But not being just sitting down there and say, all right, I hope that someday something works. So you have to be patiently aggressive. Patiently ah. aggressive in the terms that you go after your goals relentlessly head on until you are there. And then sure. by the time you know it, the time the time that you, you maybe set out to do that thing in five years, it takes you two. And then now you're like, wait, 
I didn't believe I could actually achieve this. And then so forth. <laughs> you use that as fuel and going forward, anything you set your mind to, you just like, I have a game plan and you just attack it. Interesting. So you're talking about future planning, working towards that plan. So you, here's what I'm going to ask you. I've never heard this question asked before, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You ready? Sure. In the past five years, let's say that today you could send a copy of yourself to the past. What would you tell yourself five years ago if you could only send a message for one minute? So you can only speak for one minute or no. Let's say it's 30 seconds. You can only send a voice message to yourself in the past for 30 seconds. What would you send yourself? And as you are today, you can use the other 30 seconds to send yourself in the future, five years in the future, of another message as well. So you have a minute to use, 30 seconds to send to yourself in the past and 30 seconds to send to yourself in the future. And I, I kid you not, there's only one right answer. Only one right answer. Let's see if you can get it. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm intrigued by the format of this question, and I've never actually thought of this before. But what I would do is tell myself that you should have planned long term. You should not sacrifice your happiness for the happiness of others. I say this due to sometimes us as children wanting to be people pleasers and parents pleasers. But you have to be careful of that. Hold on, hold on. You, hold might on. you realize up... your mom is going to listen to this, right? Uh, well, <laughs> she understands. <laughs> she understands. And I've explained this to her <laughs> quite a few times already. I'm like, well, sometimes I wish this wasn't the way it was. I mean, <laughs> but it's unfortunate. But, that, you know, sometimes we have to be careful of what we we. we we expect from our children and what our children want to do with their lives. Words of wisdom. And for yourself in the future? I would say um, be, I would say be more caring, be more compassionate, be more open, be more understanding. Also, you know, um, learning to handle emotions better, how to rationalize situations, and how to not, you know, explode when somebody pisses you off. Also, you know, being <laughs> able to stand up for others, being able to know that, you know, my influence is a positive influence. So yeah, that's what I would say to myself um, five years from now. Well, there was only one right answer and you didn't get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if and only if, you're a mathematician, you get that, I could send myself a message of 30 seconds. I don't even need 30 seconds to send myself a message in the past. I only need five seconds. You know what I'll tell myself? Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you're going to say. Buy Tesla and Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's such a fair point. I mean, look at look at the stock since two thousand twenty. 
gosh it's crazy and that's only three years imagine five and you know how cheap mm. tesla would have been in 2018 my gosh so true so true you realize that apple added like two trillion dollars their net worth in the past five years i think matter of fact let me look that up apple stock um just hit that and i'm pretty sure i can get the five-year history there it is five years so today the companies were 2.39 trillion dollars all right wow so five oh, years ago ah i know right that's more than 150 countries gdp so five years ago 9th of march 2018 the company's share price was sold at 45 us dollars per share all right and today it's being sold at 150 dollars and 86 cents now i'm not sure how to get the valuation apple valuation 2018 let me see if i can get that so it's tripled in price share but it could have been a stock split so apple valuation march 2018 let's see if i can get that price and tesla is the one i'm really banking on actually that's why i start with tesla buy tesla and apple uh, <laughs> let's see okay so i have something from may 1 2018 all right, so let's see what's happening here. Apple today announced finance. So this is from Apple.com newsroom. And it says May 1, 2018, Apple today announced financial results for its fiscal 2018 second quarter, ended March 31, 2018. All right, this should be good. The company posted quarterly revenue of $61.1 billion, an increase of 16% from the year ago quarter and quarterly earnings per diluted share of $2.73, up 30%, with international sales accounting for 65%. So they're repurchasing, so they're gonna complete uh, the execution of the previous $210, $210 billion share repurchase. So how much was the company worth at this stage? um i don't think it's there all right so there's a consolidated financial statement let me look through that see if i can find it i i don't think i'm gonna find a valuation and then i know tesla should be good all right so august 2 2018 apple hit a market cap of a trillion dollars on thursday all right so here's the thing march 8 the share price was 50 dollars well 45 dollars right and mm -hmm. uh, according to cnbc on uh, this article is august 2 2018 so march so april may june july august about five months later um the stock gained 2.92 percent during trading to close at $207.39. And it first reached a trillion dollar milestone just before noon. So it became a trillion dollar company five months later from $45 per share. So just those three, those three months would have been monumental. 
And let me just look at Tesla real quick, because I know Tesla did some ridiculous growth over COVID. And even the past two months since um, 2023 started. So, oh, yes, true. I think based on what I knew back then, I think the Tesla stock went up about 2,000%. I mm -hmm. think that's that was it. 2,000%. Interesting. Based on what I'm seeing here, in August, as of oh, August wow. 2018, Tesla's market share was about $420 a share, which would be a $71 billion valuation. But as of March 2023, um, Tesla has a valuation of $620.5 billion. That's that's insane. <laughs> that's that's nice. That's nice. And so this good. in an economy where tech stocks aren't doing that well. That's for Apple. And Tesla wasn't doing so well recently, ever since Elon Musk Elon Musk uh, took over at Twitter. But that would have been some solid purchases back then. I have a friend, Anton, you've heard of him, who buys stocks. I should probably have him on one day to tell us what he is buying and what he feels about what he's buying that that would be awesome true i think that's a good that's a good idea so a bit of business thrown into the episode today on why we started daniel it has been good before we close though do you have any thoughts for our listeners let's say they're a concerned mom or dad really concerned about their teenage child or let's say it's a young adolescent you're pretty much at the start of your journey but you're speaking with such faith such such confidence that it seems like inevitability that you'll be successful what can you share with anyone who's listening that's looking to do something similar to what you've been doing well firstly i'd say if you know you're having a difficult time with your parents in terms of what you want to achieve i think you need to have an open conversation with them to let them understand your why as simon Sinek would point out so they need to understand your why firstly and then the other point is education you need to educate yourself on what you want to do so you pick a sector you want to be involved in for example tech and you want to build a AI company around a specific technology, you need to be familiar with what you want to build. And then after accumulation, for example, a year's worth of accumulation of knowledge, then you, you, know, you can have others around who probably want to share the same sentiments as you, similar mindset. You, you can create a team as simple as it seems can create a team of, of qualified and, and, and resilient people to get the job done and so and so like that you start doing what you never normally intended to do but you, you know it's paying off so i think you know you have to define what you want to do you have to get knowledgeable on that thing and then you know the next thing is being patiently aggressive with that now eventually the results will yield so those are my two cents on that situation 
Sounds good. So you're giving mom and dad and the children some advice that they can start using today to get some results. All right. One more question. Who is your celebrity crush? <laughs> um, you know, I've never really, really thought of people like that, honestly. Oh, we got time. We all oh, got we time. We want to hear. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. Oh, I think I know. I think I know. I think it's Emily Blunt. She, well, I, I don't want to go there, but I think it's Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Oh, she's an actress. British. So you do go that way. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think she's married, though. So. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Maybe you can find your Emily Blunt sometime else. It's been good, Daniel. We are we're looking forward to the next episode. We'll be aired next week, Wednesday. So every Wednesday, we will release a new episode. Before we close, do you have any closing thoughts you want to share with us? Well, I'd like to thank you for having me on. I'd like to thank our viewers for listening in today for our first <laughs> our viewers episode. For listening. Yeah, why we? <laughs> well, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, why? Why we started? So I'd like to thank you all for taking time out to actually giving us, you know, some some space. Awesome. I'd like to thank you for listening to episode one of the Billionaire's Journey on Zelhan's podcast, brought to you by Zelhan Systems Limited and our online business suite where we believe in using the power of the internet, software, and technology to make it easier to start, run, and build a successful business. Remember to share our episodes with your friends and family who you think would find this episode and others helpful. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube or where you listen to your podcasts to get notified when we bring you more amazing content tailored for your online business success. Visit podcast.zelhan.com for a complete list of our podcast episodes. And you can also visit watch.zelhan.com or our YouTube channel to watch our most recent content. Most importantly, we're not leaving without giving you value. Earn up to $500 in commission for each client you refer to us by signing up to become an affiliate at affiliates.zelhan.com. On the next episode of The Billionaire's Journey, we will discuss business success stories, how Apple became the first $2 trillion company. This has been episode one of The Billionaire's Journey, brought to you by Zelhan's podcast. I've been your host, Jabez Roberts. And I have been your co-host, Daniel Simmons. Take care. Until next time.